So have you noticed that no matter how often you untangle your mind, it just gets tangled up again? (laughs) Same here. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with our afternoon loving-kindness meditation. And let's just start with just settling the mind and the body. For me, loving-kindness practice is about directing myself in the direction of loving-kindness. It's an inclining towards friendliness and benevolence. Because that is actually something I can do. We cannot make ourselves feel loving-kindness. We cannot make ourselves feel compassion. But what we can do is we can set the intention to orient in that direction, to invite kindness and compassion in. And so that means often, and especially when we're new to metta practice, we will not feel anything. And it might leave us feeling like we're doing something wrong. Or that there's something wrong with us because we're not feeling it. So it can become another thing that we're not good at, we're insufficient, so please don't go there, or when you notice the mind is talking that way, allow yourself to release that.
So it feels to me that loving-kindness practice is more like we are learning to open a door or a window. And that makes it more likely that metta or compassion will naturally arise. And not just in loving-kindness practice, but in every moment. There's a beautiful story from the Jewish tradition where students ask the rabbi, Rabbi, why do you keep telling us to place the sacred words onto our heart, but not into the heart? And the rabbi replies, well, you can't put them into your heart. You put them, place them onto your heart So that the moment your heart breaks open, the words will fall in. And isn't this practice so much about being broken open again and again? That we struggle and struggle Resist and resist, and yet. So the loving-kindness practice for today, for those of you who've been doing this for a while, you know, Um, which phase comes next. (laughs) Yes, chuckle, chuckle. (laughs) Yeah, the difficult person, right? Yeah, the enemy. Mm. So for those of you who are new to the practice, So we've been practicing loving-kindness for ourselves, for a loved one or dear friend, then for a neutral person. And you can see that it gets more challenging. Um, And so the next one is, yeah, the challenging person. What is very important here especially if you're new to this practice, that you choose somebody who is a really easy, challenging person. So maybe somebody who just bugs you, like could be a colleague and they're not cleaning up 
their office or I mean like just something where you go like so that would be a good person to start with and of course the moment I say choose the easiest person often the most difficult person comes to mind because that's how our mind works works what loves opposites so the reason why we recommend that you start easy is really i mean like i think after 5 days of hearing like the word easy probably <laughs> 500 times you might get an idea of why we recommend that is it's really hard to practice loving kindness to somebody who has hurt you and somebody maybe who has really traumatized you. And we have to remember that this practice is not about condoning anything. It is about, over time, to free our own heart. Because chances are that your relationship with a difficult person is painful. And what we know for sure is there's at least one person hurting and that is you. And that is what you can work on. To maybe over time release anger or resentment. And it doesn't mean that you need to like that person ever. It doesn't also mean that you ever have to see that person again. That that person, you can be very clear that this person will never enter your house again. So that actually is not in contradiction with the practice of loving kindness. Boundaries are very important. And we can say no with all the love in our heart. We can say enough with all the love in our heart. But anger over time is painful. Resentment over time is painful. So the original instructions 
um, from which Gina yesterday taught, they say, start with the first three categories. And only if you feel you're pretty stable there, then you can move on to the difficult person. And if you feel overwhelmed here, then you go back to the previous three. And I find that very commonsensical, very practical. And also what we're doing in the practice of the different steps is we're actually priming our brains or our hearts, our nervous systems. Right? So by the time we feel full of loving kindness, and then we choose somebody who is not so hard to include in that, so we can extend that maybe a little bit more the loving kindness that we're already feeling. It's just like, oh well, you can be here too. My loving kindness now is strong enough to embrace you too. And then to see what is the effect of doing that. To extend well wishes to this person. And as everything, this really is a practice. So we have to do that over and over again. And another aspect which can really be helpful as we're practicing loving kindness is to practice loving kindness to an inner enemy, to a challenging aspect of yourself, and in something that you're annoyed about in yourself. How would that feel if we could extend the hand of kindness and compassion to something we don't like about ourselves, we're upset about. So with that lengthy (laughs) introduction, let's practice this. So I will walk us quite quickly through the first uh, three steps. And you take your own time. So you do what works for you. So it's totally fine to just drop below my words and guidance and pace yourself. So starting out again by, at least for a moment, to remember 
the harm of ill will. And the benefits of patience and forbearance. So that you really know why would you want to do this. And then starting with ourselves. And if it is helpful, just taking a moment to remember something that you appreciate about yourself or that you know others appreciate about you. or remembering a kind thing that you did, which can be as simple as holding the door for somebody or picking up something somebody lost. And also feeling into the truth of how much you wish to be free from suffering, from pain, from enmity and anxiety. And then with whatever words or phrases work for you, wishing that for yourself, offering that wish to yourself like a gift. And really feeling that in your body, allowing yourself to Listen with your entire body. If you find it helpful, maybe putting a hand on your heart. And receiving this from yourself. 
allowing yourself to wish well for yourself. It's okay to want to be free from suffering. You deserve to be free from pain and suffering. And now, thinking of bringing a friend or loved one to mind. And in the same way, remembering their goodness. Appreciating the connection you have with this person or being. And from that place, there might be just very naturally the wish arise for them to be free from suffering. To be happy, to be safe. to live their life with ease. And then from here, extending this kindness towards somebody who is not a dear friend yet. Just making the heart space a little bit bigger. As if you're sitting on a bench with your friend and you just scoot over a little bit and you let somebody in and you extend this love just for the sake of it because you can Wishing them well and to be free from pain and suffering. May you too be happy.
our moments are open to moments of happiness. Being generous with your love. And then we're getting now to the difficult person. So here, it's up to you if you wanna picture them or not, if you wanna make space on your bench for them or not, or if you wanna make your bench very long and they can sit at the other end. And then again, just taking a moment to remember that, first of all, you do this practice for yourself. So maybe just taking a moment to feel into the pain that is causing you right now. The anger, the frustration, the resentment, the judgment, the pettiness, whatever is there. holding that in awareness without getting lost in the story. And then asking yourself, do you wanna keep holding that? I mean, the thing is that you know what you're feeling right now and the other person might be partying right now They might be having a great time, maybe completely oblivious of your stress and pain. So who's hurting? And where can you heal? And where can you take care of? Who needs the love here? So to reflect on the results of anger in ourselves can be helpful. And it can also be helpful to reflect on the pain and struggle the other person might be in. Because chances are, if this person, we might not feel they deserve happiness, 
But chances are, if they were really happy and peaceful and contented, that they would not act the way they do or they did. And that can be helpful when it's really hard to wish somebody well. And the instructions are to wish the difficult person well as if it was a neutral person. So you get the pattern here. So for the neutral person, we wish them well as if they were a dear friend. And for the difficult, we wish them well as if they were a neutral person. That's a start. So to whatever extent you're willing to do that today, just wish them well. And it's also okay to just set the intention to eventually wish them well. So meet yourself where you are. We can't force this anyways. But maybe for some of you it's not so hard to extend wishes. Like, I really wish you to be happy and to be free from your pain, your struggles. your delusions. Using the breath to create space And so, in about a minute or so, I'll be ringing the bell. So, taking your time, this is just a start. You can always come back to this. But taking your time to end the meditation in whatever way you need to. Maybe coming just back to the breath for a few rounds, letting go of the loving-kindness practice. Or maybe again returning to somebody who's easy to practice for.
May we all be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. And may we all know happiness and the causes of happiness.